we just had a baby, we're in kind of that six to 12 month phase, and what do we truly, truly need? And the answers are surprisingly similar between both male and female respondents. This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I am your host, my name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we provide content around the integration of holistic mental health, well-researched evidence-based education, and parenthood. Welcome. Welcome to the Therapy for Dads podcast. This is the last little uh, episode of a mini-series I'm doing on postpartum. Um, If you don't know already, my name is Travis Goodman. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been running a little mini-series within my podcast called Therapy for Dads, kind of engaging more on prepping for postpartum, phase of a baby, how to how to communicate better, how to navigate it as moms and dads, how to support one another and different things we can do. And in this last little episode today, um, I'm really excited to finally do this bit, but essentially I'm taking information that I did. I conducted a little poll survey method, a little kind of survey research on my Instagram account, Therapy for Dads, and I got a bit over 250 responses, which is actually kind of cool. Um, good amount of people. It's not an enormous amount of people. It's not like in the thousands, but it's more than 10. So, you know, looking back at postpartum phase, what was something that you needed most from your partner? Uh, What did you need more of? Or what did your partner do well that you really appreciated? And so those are the questions I posed to kind of my followers and kind of wanted to see what what they really needed. And I took all that data, took all that content, and I'm actually using uh, ChatGPT, (laughs) which is, I know, is a, that's a, different episode for a different day, but I put it in and, and I kind of asked a few questions. And so I took all the responses, again, over 250 and essentially asked it to sort it for me. I asked it to look at themes that stood out to it um, between both the male and female respondents, kind of themes to uh, as a whole. Um, and it came up with really these needs, these themes, and it came up with nine. And so I'm going to go one by one with you and share these needs. And these are really the needs we're looking for in that postpartum phase we just had a baby, we're in kind of that six to 12 month phase, and what do we truly, truly need? And the answers are surprisingly similar between both male and female respondents. You would think maybe that there might be a significant difference between the two, that there might be some major variance, but actually there was more similarities than there was variance. Now, uh, these nine are in no particular order. Not These aren't a nine going from most important to least important or what you should do first or last. This is just kind of ad hoc, the themes that were taken between all the respondents, both male and female. And the first one actually on this list is initiative and taking action without being asked. Now, this particular response was a theme I saw primarily in and from the female respondents. There was, it was kind of sprinkled in there and a lot of uh, their answers. And so this one specifically for men take initiative and, and what they expanded upon was taking initiative with things like uh, washing bottles, getting diapers ready, doing the diaper station, maybe doing dishes, um, prepping things, prep work, meal prep, different things like that. So taking initiative around the house or bringing mom water, um, taking initiative to do a variety of things, but without being asked, just doing it. And so that's something I encourage all my kind of fathers and male listeners to that, hey, this is a theme that really stood out apparently uh, among the female and mom respondents. Quick caveat before I go further into the rest of the nine is while these nine I think are important as and I've read through these nine and they all make sense to me, I'm like, yeah, this is a great list. What I want to say 
uh, that's above and uh, kind of above and beyond. Actually, most important is at the end of the day, the most important thing is for both partners to get together and have a dialogue to talk about the needs and to have ongoing dialogues, not just one, not just two, but actually maybe using this list as a starting point and then having an ongoing dialogue from, and that might be day to day, that might be checking in from day to day, because regardless of what's being said on this list, you really have to take your individual context uh, uniquely because your context, while there will be similarities between uh, your newborn postpartum phase and to others, there's going to be there are significant differences from families that have a lot of external help and support to families that are completely and utterly alone um, to financial means. I mean, there's so many so much variance between this, and so in the end of the day, the most important thing is to talk to your partner to ask them what they're really needing, to ask them what works in our context, what works in our uh, in our life currently, and how do we best support each other? How do we work as a team as we essentially begin raising a newborn, or if you're having twins, or even if this is your third or fourth or fifth baby, how do we best support each other? So, so going back to the list, that first one is really a call for men taking initiative without being asked. Um, and again, this all goes back to that core theme of just talk to your partner first at the end of the day, have a dialogue. The second one is having understanding and empathy towards each other's physical and emotional changes. Now, I've worked with um, a lot of couples in this, um, both men and women, as well as thinking of my own story, is that there are physical and emotional changes that occur uh, postpartum. I think this is definitely something that's not talked about enough. I think a lot of men, even women, go into it um, not with blinders on, but I think a lack of awareness of what those changes could actually look like in reality. I think this is something that needs to be talked about more. Now there are some classes, some um, kind of doulas, some midwives or other birthing classes that go more in depth on some of these topics. But by and large, I think a lot of people, I think, might be surprised by it. So some physical changes and emotional changes. How is mom's recovery? What kind of birth was it? Was it cesarean? Was it vaginal? Um, was, you know, was there tearing? Was there no tearing? To what degree? Um, just in, just all these things that can change. And that's going to cause some physical changes for, for the recovery. Is it a week period, a two-week, a four-week period of recovery? Um, was there anything, any other emergent things that happened in the birth uh, birthing process and all the emotional changes hormonally for both men and women. And in fact, there's a lot of research out there showing that men have hormonal changes as well. Different emotional changes could be is there postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety also in the mix of it. Um, mom's hormones can also be all over the place because of the change in birthing the baby to now whether they're breastfeeding or bottle feeding. There's all these things happening. Um, and again, this goes back to having a conversation. How are we doing? How are you doing physically, emotionally, mentally? and having this ongoing dialogue, but the core is understanding and having empathy towards one another. Both partners may have a different experience, and so we need to understand where our partner's coming from because we're a team, and if we're a team, we care for the other. The third one, which goes right and kind of flows nicely, is collaboration and teamwork. I was mentioning teamwork because it's such a key theme, is working together as a team, that if we're a team, hey dads, you know, those that like sports, is like, hey, huddle up, have a huddle, you know, reset the play, don't keep running the wrong you know, formation or wrong run or wrong, you know, pass formation, whatever you're doing, if you're doing football or whatever, you need to huddle up with your teammate, with your quarterback, 
or who are, you know, whatever position your, your partner's playing and say, what do we really need today? Because what you need today might be different than tomorrow, might be different than next week and the following month. Uh, and, and right now I'm addressing couples here, not uh, single parent households. And it's a whole other ball game. But for couples, it's about teamwork. It's about your partner. And if you're a team, we have to collaborate regularly. This is not a one-time conversation. That's where couples get stuck is then they make assumptions and expectations or things aren't communicated uh, or they are communicated and in maybe ways that aren't heard or res- uh, well received. And so if it's about the team, reset. What does your partner need? Dads, what does your teammate, your partner need right now? How can you help her? How can you take initiative? How How is she doing? And vice versa, moms, how is dad doing? Dads also have an experience in change too. Dads also need that collaborative teamwork as well. Uh, how are we navigating our nights with our newborn? Who's waking up? How often? What are we doing? Whether we're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, formula feeding, how are we navigating this so it's about the team? Number four, prioritizing sleep and rest. Now, Having three kids of my own, I can say that how important that is. Our babies were not great sleepers. We had colic with our first two, and so that really made sleep even more difficult for us. And I know this ranges and so different from family to family, from families that their babies are just sleeping um, just from the get-go, and the families where I feel like you're waking up every hour. But if we can prioritize sleep and rest for you know, the moms and for the dads. But I think what I'm hearing more is, is dads helping prioritize sleep for moms. So dads, when you get home, give mom a rest. You know, take the baby. Uh, if you can help out with night feedings, help mom give her that rest. Even if you're going to work, hey, I went to work as well. Now our babies would not bottle feed. We tried everything, but I did my best. I would always get up, grab the baby. I would change the baby. I would get bottle that baby ready for mom, and then I'd put baby back down. I would say, you know what, you need your sleep, and I know that the baby doesn't make bottle. If they would, I would totally take a feeding, but I'm going to do what I can to help support you. I would also take early morning rises and give my wife time to sleep in, to rest. This is so important because we need sleep. We need to rest to recuperate, to re-energize. And I know that could be hard, but again, going back to the team, who needs what right now? This is not a quid pro quo thing. It's a team effort. So as a team, who needs what today? How do we prioritize that person today, whether it's mom or dad? How do we do that? How do we navigate this? And again, it goes back to teamwork. And now for a short break. So if you're looking for ways to support the show and my YouTube channel, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash therapy for dads. There you can make a one-time donation or join the monthly subscription service to support all that I'm doing at the intersection of fatherhood and mental health. And all the proceeds go right back into all the work that I'm doing into production, into continue to grow the show to bring on new guests. So again, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash therapy for dads. Thanks. And let's get back to the show. Number five, supporting each other emotionally. So again, so key is, you know, this theme of emotional support. So we could have such an array of emotions and feelings with a baby, um, with a new baby, whether it's our first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, it doesn't really matter, but there could be such a shift, such a change, you know, uh, for a variety of reasons. How was the birth? Was it traumatic? Was it calm? Was it what we wanted? Was it what we not wanted? Are things happening how we expected or not expected them? Is, is mother fatherhood? Is it is it super simple? Is it super hard? Is it confusing? You know, what is it? And we could have such a swing of emotions. And so supporting each other emotionally, so listening to one another, checking in, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Having that conversation, that dialogue is going to be so, so helpful. And listening, 
don't try and fix. Dads, don't try and fix and say, well, at least it's not this or, you know, at least it wasn't this thing. You know, um, it's going to be, okay. you know, it, things are going to get better. While those things might be true, we want to work on actually hearing our partner. And same goes for, for dads who need to be heard emotionally too. Moms, hey, listen, support, you know, listen to what they're doing, validate where they're coming from. And then if you need to work on coming with a solution with how we can problem solve. But first listen, seek to understand and validate. Uh, number six, adjusting to the changing dynamics of the relationship. So this is a big one. I think a lot of things fall under this. Your life is so different now with kiddos. While it can and often is an amazing thing, amazing gift, very exciting. There's also for some of us a big loss. It changes things. So what we used to, what life used to look like. Even if you're looking forward to a baby, there can still be this kind of unexpected grief happening with the changes. You know, there's changes within the relationship dynamic. Like we maybe not right now don't have as much time for each other. Maybe we're so exhausted and tired that we don't have a lot of time. So that's changing between the couple. Uh, different ways of intimacy, you know, uh, emotional, mental, physical intimacy. Are we connecting as much as we used to? Often you're not. You're Or you have to adapt. Maybe you're not having as much sex as you used to because of physical changes or just hormonal changes that we need to now adapt to. And so that could that could feel like there's a distance between us or maybe emotionally or mentally. Again, we're so exhausted that we aren't having conversations like we used to. So we have to prepare and 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 adjust on the fly, on the go. You know, how do we navigate this change? And again, if you're communicating regularly, if you're checking in with each other, you're more likely to be successful at this, to hear each other, to say, wow, this is hard and to validate each other and then come up with, well, how do we connect? How do we work in this new range of dynamic with a, with a kid who's not sleeping or barely sleeping? How do we find time together? Because that is so key, so important, because again, going back to the team, I know I keep hitting the team a lot. It's one that I think is vitally important for success as a couple for long-term is we are a team. And if we're a team, if that's the foundation, and everything comes back to that, you're more likely to successfully navigate really any difficult or any life change in your life. Number seven, communication and checking in with each other. There you go. There's a theme, right? I know I've been saying this checking and checking in. Well, obviously, if I was saying it and I actually forgot it was on this list, um, it's so key, right? It's communicating and checking in with each other. And I would add um, regularly. It doesn't have to be these hour conversations or, you know, this, this super in-depth thing, but it could be as simple as a quick five-minute check-in. It might take longer, but often it's just this regular, how we doing? What do you need? And if you, if you don't know where to start, just start there. How are you doing? How can I support you today? What do you need today? And then let your partner tell you and then do it and vice versa. What do you need? Back and forth. If you do nothing else, just do that. Because if you're doing that regularly enough, you'll begin dads to catch themes that you hear mom saying a lot. If mom, if moms are saying the same thing over and over again, that's a great thing to take initiative on moving forward without having to ask. And vice versa, moms, as you ask dads, you might catch on themes for him too. What's he needing? What's going on for him? Uh, number eight, respecting each other's needs for space. This was an interesting one that I got some responses on, but it was really for both a need for just alone time, uh, a need to just have some quiet. Now, I know this won't apply to everybody, but there was enough responses on this that I found from both male and female partners. I was like, okay, this is interesting that they both are saying a need for space, a need for just this alone time away from it all. So if this is you or if your partner needs this, this is a great time to take initiative. Let's all just use a very typical role, a typical thing. Dad gets home from doing the day job. Uh, mom's at home doing the, the, the day job with the baby and dad comes home and says, I got baby, you go in the room for an hour or whatever by yourself or go for a walk. I got baby, you're good to go. So taking initiative in that sense of I have baby, you go have your quiet alone time and doing what works for you. And that's a great time to take initiative for her to feel loved and cared for, to get that space and vice versa. If dad needs that space, how do we work that in? How does he get that time as well? And number nine, this was a big, big, big one, a big theme I saw from both men and women and even more so with men is acceptance without judgment. So acceptance of who they are, 
how they are, how they're doing as a mom or a dad, um, not judging them as being good or bad mom or dad, but acceptance of just the changes that are going on as you become a, again, first-time parent or fifth-time parent, that there are all these changes going on and wrapping that up with a non-judgmental stance, uh, but a stance of acceptance and empathy and love and curiosity and caring, wrapping that up and wrapping your partner up in that uh, makes your partner feel loved because I know what can happen sometimes in this space of being a new parent, especially first-time parents is, and I remember our first time is so many questions about, am I doing it right? Am I doing it? Is this right? Or am I totally messing up and failing as a parent? Am I getting it wrong? Am I messing up my kid? And, you know, if we come to our partner in that, in that space and we just come with acceptance and say, man, I get it. I, this is hard and I'm here versus, you know, God, why, what's wrong with you? Why are you thinking these, like coming with some type of judgment? We don't need that. When we're in this place, we just need to be connected to, we need people to attune to us, to come alongside us and to listen to us. And so these nine kind of themes that stood out from the 250 plus responses, you know, as I'm talking, I'm sure you're hearing and paying attention and saying, wow, that sounds like what I needed or that's what was done for me. And this really helped me. And if that is, I'd love to hear from you and, and to share your feedback of, you know, what would you add to this list or something that you really resonated with or something you connected with with. I would love to hear that. So go ahead and share that, please, with me. Um, I would love to hear back from you on that. Um, and so this is not in, it's not an exhaustive list, but again, the themes that came from this survey that I did. For those of you that have friends that are becoming a first-time parent, share this episode that this is a great list of needs. In fact, add yours. Again, like I said, for something that you would want to add to this, please add to this. This is not every response, but these were the themes that stood out to me. And so this has been a fun and exciting series. Uh, I'm going to have more episodes, I think, sprinkled throughout on postpartum, but this was a fun little uh, shift of gears, so to speak, uh, over the past few episodes of having just specific ones on this kind of specific series of postpartum. If you know someone who might benefit from this, please share. Please share this episode or share the previous ones. Um, I, it's really made it simple on the titles. It'll say the, you know, the name of the show and then in caps I put postpartum series. So there's I think five or six episodes total. Ask questions, reach out to me, send me a message, email me, DM me, whatever. I'm more than happy to discuss and talk more with you. But this was really, really exciting to kind of finally put this list together uh, and as a way to kind of capstone kind of this uh, series were these themes that stood out. So have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone.